Well, hello, it's Pastor Carson from Calvary Tabernacle. Thanks for stopping by the podcast. We hope that it's a blessing to you, whether you're catching one of the Sunday or Wednesday messages, or maybe you're jumping on to listen to one of the Saturday snapshots. We're doing everything we can right here in the beautiful Fountain Square area of Indianapolis to try to reach and connect and disciple people towards Jesus Christ. Enjoy what you listen to, and I hope that it's a benefit to your life. Mark chapter 9. Some of you feel like this deja vu. I warned you. At least I warned you. You still showed up. Mark chapter 9. This morning we begin a message about believing through the fall. The Lord spoke to us, telling you gifts of the Spirit were in operation. Boy, that surged through this whole house. The Lord spoke to us, said, if you will turn your unbelief into praise and worship. I mean, mm, Spirit of the Lord moved through this house. Those that were watching online were feeling it at home. I've had people that had to watch it later, couldn't watch it in real time, that reached out, watched it after the fact. Thank God for what He's doing. It's reality, folks. Praise God. Mark chapter 9, verses, if you'll allow me, I'm going to read a little farther than I did this morning, and then I'll do my best not to preach very long. When Jesus saw that the people, verse 25, came running together, He rebuked the foul spirit, saying unto him, Thou dumb and deaf spirit, I charge thee, come out of him. And here it is, and enter no more into him. I don't want a temporary touch. I feel a complete, that's what I feel like God wants to do for some people. Not just a temporary touch. More than just the goosebumps of His presence. Come out of Him and enter no more into Him. Verse 26, And the Spirit cried and rent Him sore, and came out of Him. And He was as one dead, insomuch that many said, He is dead. you got to be careful who testifies on your behalf. But Jesus took him by the hand and lifted him up and he arose. And when he was come into the house, his disciples asked him privately, why could not we cast him out? Verse 29, he said unto them, this kind can come forth by nothing but by prayer and fasting. And they departed thence, passed through Galilee, and he would not that any man should know it. For he taught his disciples and said unto them, watch this, the Son of Man is delivered into the hands of men, and they shall kill him. And after that, he is killed. He shall rise 
the third day. Let me read one more verse. They understood not that saying. And they were afraid to ask. There's no dumb questions. Be willing to ask God. Be willing to show God your honesty. It's what we preached this morning. It's what we just saw. And yet they're in a place and refuse. But I want to preach part two, okay? About this. Believe through the fog. Would you just lift your hands and lift your voices one more time? And ask God to help us here. Come on, pray that right now. God, help us in this house. We feel the presence. We feel the presence of God. I'm asking you to help me preach in such a way that it would be received. But more than anything, I'm asking for an interruption of your spirit. Move, move, move in this house and do a sovereign work. We ask it in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. And everybody said amen. God bless you and you may be seated tonight. Turn to your neighbor as you're being seated and tell him I guess he's preaching the same thing. Turn to your other neighbor and tell him I hope he moves on by next week. <laughs> the Bible says in Mark chapter 9 and verse 25 that Jesus looked and he speaks thou dumb and deaf spirit I charge thee come out of him and enter no more into him and the spirit cried how many have ever heard about something called intercession Wave your hand at me if you've ever heard of intercession. We believe in the power of intercession. We believe that there is a place in the power of prayer that we can, in fact, go. I turn your attention to Romans, where Paul is writing and teaching the church here in Romans 8, verses 26 through 28. Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities. For we know not what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit itself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. And he that searcheth the hearts knoweth what is in the mind of the Spirit, because he maketh intercession for the saints according to the will of God. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God and to them who are called according to His purpose. It is something that I rarely hear talked about, but I want to address here tonight. When Jesus comes take to take possession of this boy, the spirit inside cried out. This is a war that we're in. Sister Katie, it's a war. This is a war for Indianapolis. This is a war for your family. 
This is a war for my family. This is a war for my home. And in this instance, this was a war for his son. But there was a spirit that did not want to let go of him. Hear me right now. There is a spirit that does not want to let go of some of our marriages. Oh, don't preach with them and be quiet on me. There is a spirit that doesn't want to let go of some of our minds. Doesn't want to let go of some of our attitudes. There is a spirit on the loose in Indianapolis that thinks it has the ability not to yield. But there is one mightier. There is one spirit that is more mighty than any devil from the recesses of hell. And that spirit, I feel like that spirit is on the rampage right now and ready to do something. That spirit cried. It tore that boy. It made him as pure as dead. It did not want to come out. Hear me right now. It did not want to come out. Some people get caught up in this and they want to tie this particular instance together with sickness and they want to blame every single sickness on a spirit or they want to take every spirit and attach it to sickness. I'm telling you right now, that's not the case. But in this instance, it was a devil. But when the devil met Jesus... Follow it through the Gospels. Every time Jesus walks up to somebody that was possessed with whether it was one or a legion of devils, they knew who Jesus was. God forbid the devils give him more credit than we do. The devil knew who he was about to encounter. That's why he cried out. The devil cried out when he came in contact with the powerful manifested God in the flesh. And Jesus walks up. Here it comes. The devil knew what it was to be cast out of heaven already. The devil knew what it was to be a fallen angel and find himself wrapped up in this body. And when Jesus walked onto the scene, the spirit cried out. Hear me right now. If the spirit of this age is crying on behalf of this city, we've got to cry on behalf of the church. We've got to let the spirit use the body of Christ and begin to make intercession. Man, I feel like preaching right now. The only thing I know that's greater than drugs is the power of prayer. The only thing I know that's greater than addiction is the power of the Spirit. It's not by might and it's not by... I feel like I can pray. I feel if I could pray and if I could get in the Spirit, Pastor, I don't know what to pray. Pastor, I don't know what to say. I've prayed everything I know how. I've said everything I know how. I got good news for you. There is a place in prayer where the Spirit, it's, come on, do I got any believers in prayer in this house tonight? There is a place in prayer where the Spirit itself begins to make intercession, where there are grown and there is travail and the words are flowing and the moaning and the groaning. Come on, we're going to need a dramatic shift. I'm not even going to preach anything else until I feel like I get everybody in the house. I'm not, I'm not going any further. we got to be a church that prays. We've got to be a church. If you're going to be in the choir, you've got to be a prayer warrior. 
If you're gonna be in the, my God, my God. You wanna be a Sunday school teacher? You gotta be a prayer warrior. You wanna be anointed by God? You gotta be a prayer warrior. You gotta be a prayer warrior. I want you to throw your hands towards heaven and pray right now. Somebody call on the name of the Lord. Woo! If God, everybody put your hands down. I want want to do something right now. If God has given you a touch in your body in the last, I want everybody to sit. You may be seated for a second. If God's given you a touch in your body or he's made something right in your family situation in the last week, I want you to stand up. If he's done a miracle for you and your family. Hold on, hold on, just hold on. Let them all stand up. Some of them need to see a few more people before they feel, and it's okay. Look, look around the room. I can tell you a bunch of these stories right now, what they are. The truth is, nobody might know, but you know, and we had prayer in the foyer this morning. Been battling something for two weeks, hadn't we? I felt directed, went out in the foyer and came out and he was standing in the foyer. And I could tell him kind of looking at me. I, I could feel it. Since it coming, Pastor, I need you to pray for me. He said, I've been battling something for two weeks. Battling two weeks, we had prayer. Wasn't no choir, wasn't no organ, nobody on the drums. Stood right out here in front of one of the signs and had prayer. He walked in this morning, looked like an entirely different person. Walked in this morning with a smile on his face. He said, I feel better. He said, God fought it for two weeks. There are some things that only prayer. Where's Chris? Come on, Chris, we got a miracle this week, didn't we? Nobody else might know, but you know, and prayer was made, and intercession happened. We're not perfect people, but we got a perfect God who is concerned with what we're dealing. He didn't answer your prayer because you're right. He answered it because he's righteous, and because he listens, and because he's concerned. I'm telling you, that spirit wanted that boy. That spirit wanted that spirit wanted that kid. But brother Ingram, Jesus had different plans. And he wants your family, but Jesus has bigger plans. And he wants your neighborhood, but Jesus has bigger plans. I don't know if I've ever felt it any stronger since I've been at Calvary than I feel it right now. He wants our families, but we've got other plans because Jesus has. But we've got to be men and women of prayer. I don't know what to pray. Good news. The Spirit itself. If you've never got deep enough in prayer that you begin to get into groanings. If you've never prayed hard enough that by the time you come out your stomach hurts a little bit. When you really get in deep intercession you'll feel like you birthed something when you come out. Yes you will. Sometimes you just got to pray till it lifts. You got to pray. Well I've never been a real spiritual person. Foolishness. I'm not trying to preach hard. I'm trying to preach helpful. You are spiritual. 
You are spiritual. Everything about you is what makes hell want to destroy you. Makes hell want to destroy your family. Makes hell want to destroy your mind. But I've got good news for you. If you will seek Him, you will find Him. If you will seek God, you will find Him. You see all these, there are 20 or 30 people standing. Miracles in the last week. I want us to lift our hands and begin to give God praise because He's in the right now miracle business. Yes. Yes. He gives me joy that cannot be surpassed. Come on, I don't want to forget what He's done. I don't want to forget what he's doing. I don't want to discount what he's able to do. The disciples asked him, what happened? One of the most debated scriptures in all of the text. This Kind. What's it say? That's the most dynamic one-two combo you've ever seen. Prayer and fasting. You know how many theologians have tried to reason that scripture out? Some of you know I'm in the book, right? You... I will tell you, we don't need this one verse to prove it. Prayer and fasting. We need fasting. (laughs) Every now and then, we need to push the plate away. For some of us, fasting a meal wouldn't be as important as it would fast in the news. Because you can go all day long. You go all day long every day till four o'clock on nothing but coffee. Oh, I'm all in your business. I got, I got right in your business. We got to take our flesh and we got to deny our flesh. And we got to push things away. And we got to get alone into a place where the flesh feels sacrificed a little bit. And we get alone with God. Every now and I'm going to tell you what fasting will help you do. It will teach your flesh who's boss. It will. Have you ever had one of those awkward conversations with yourself in the mirror? I have. I have looked myself in the eyeball, tried to figure out which one to look at. And I have told myself, you are better than this. Maybe nobody's like that. I'm not, I looked in the mirror. Self, you're better than this. But I'm going to tell you, I've got one day into fasting. Supposed to be three maybe. Starting a three-day fast. If you are never hungry until one o'clock, you tell somebody you're fasting, you tell somebody you're accountable to, I'm going to fast tomorrow. You will wake up at 6 a.m., Starving. 
Hadn't seen your ribs in a year. But feel like they're visible. Get to noon and think to yourself, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I can do it for the kingdom. Three days in, you get one day in and you want to watch a cooking show to live through it. <laughs> what are you doing? I got to deny. I got to deny. Why? Because my model is Christ. My model is Christ. Fasting changes the way you feel about yourself. It changes your perception of you. It brings strength into you. But the combination, listen, to fast without prayer is a waste of time. You want to fast without prayer, go ahead and call it a diet. But if you'll take fasting, the elders used to preach and teach that if you could not fast, just pray twice as long. Some of the ones that wrote the books on it that we read, when you couldn't fast, you pray twice as long. But if you can combo your fasting and your prayer together, I'm going to tell you, it does something in the spirit world. It will help you to tap in. It will help you to tap into something in the spirit world. And ladies and gentlemen, we better be very much aware that the spirit world is active. Brother Thomas, it's after our kids. After your son, after mine. Yes, it is. Brother Tipsword, after your daughter, after mine. The spirits of this age are crying out. They're crying their way right on the television shows. They're crying their way right on the billboards. They're crying their way right into false doctrine. I'm the bocos. If the church is not interceding, who do we expect to be interceding? If we who have been purchased by His blood, who have been buried in His name, who sing songs like He made a difference. Because this is good, but this is not really where we shine. I'm going to tell you where we're most effective is when nobody else is even watching. Where we're most effective is when we're buried in a prayer closet somewhere and we're seeking the face of God until our words can no longer come out and all of a sudden groanings and travailings and utterances of words. I didn't mean to spend this long on this part, but I can't get away from it for just a second right here. I'm telling you the Lord is re-encouraging us here at Calvary Tabernacle to get back to old-fashioned prayer and fasting, old-fashioned prayer and fasting. This kind, what kind, Jesus? What kind are you talking about? The kind that wants to destroy our kids. Well, if that's what this kind takes, then that's what this kind is going to give. <laughs> what kind of Pentecostal are you? What kind of Pentecostal am I? 
Am I Pentecostal in the general term that's made its way across so many different ideologies and so many different religious spectrums? Or am I Pentecostal where I believe, Hero Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord? Am I Pentecostal to the place that I believe that to be Christian is to follow and to strive to live like Christ and to try to utilize Him and use His lifestyle as my own reflection? So if He was a man of prayer, I've got to be a man of prayer. And if He was a man of fasting, then I must be a man of fasting. If the Spirit is going to use someone to use intercession, it's probably not going to utilize someone that is so full of Hollywood. It's probably not going to utilize someone that is constantly gorging themselves and gorging their flesh on things of this world. But I think that it looks for vacancy in lives that are pushing things away and are taking time where they separate and they designate and get alone to themselves. I believe in prayer and fasting. Somebody shout amen. Amen. That's what it takes. Prayer and fasting. Look at verse 31. For he taught his disciples and he said unto them, The Son of Man is delivered into the hands of men and they shall kill him. How do do we... How do we go from this story to that? How do we transition from this spiritual high to this? I preached to you all morning about Christ's understanding and the way that He responded to the transparency and the honesty of this man. I want to take... How many believe that Jesus Christ was fully God and fully man? You believe that? That he was tempted in all manner, yet without sin. We believe that we have, a, have not a high priest which cannot be touched with the feelings of our infirmities. But he was, he was. He knows what it's like to feel physical pain. He knows what it's like to feel overwhelming oppression. One of the most, one of the most relieving parts of prayer is to try to consider when you feel pain that He endured it also. Uh Uh-huh. So that when you come to the place where the enemy of your mind tries to convince you, nobody knows how I feel. He knows how you feel. Turn, Turn a handful of chapters in Mark later to Mark 14. This is where I wanted to get. And I'll get here, I'll park here, I'll stop here. At least I'll try. Mark 14, verse 32. He just told them it's coming, it's going to happen. The Son of Man is going to be delivered. Verse 32 of Mark 14. They came to a place which was named Gethsemane. And He said unto His disciples, Sit ye here while I shall pray. Peter, James, and John, the big three, they they begin to be sore amazed and very heavy. Everybody say very heavy. And saith unto them, 
My soul is exceeding sorrowful unto death. Tarry here and watch. And he went forward a little. And he fell. He fell on the ground. And he prayed that if it were possible, that the hour might pass from him. Here's how he said it in this oft-quoted portion of the text. Abba, Father, all things are possible unto thee. Take away this cup from me. Nevertheless, I'm telling you there isn't. If there's any time to be thankful for a nevertheless... Nevertheless, not what I will, but what thou will. Abba, Father, all things are possible unto thee. Take away this cup. Take it. Take never. The less you've got us, we get a snapshot into the intimate intercessory prayer of Christ, the deep place where the flesh and the spirit are in seeming conflict. And Jesus, we watch the humanity of Jesus. If it's possible, I, I knew it. I spoke boldly four chapters ago in chapter nine. I looked at the men as if it were casual and said, the son of man will be killed. But now in the moment of it, it sounds eerily similar to I believe. Help thou my unbelief. You see this connection in the humanity of Christ that would let us know, I feel what you feel. I know what you're going through. But I'm going to give you an answer when the unbelief comes against you and the weariness hits you strong. And the fog is so thick that you cannot see the shoreline. I'm going to give you an answer. Not my will. Not my will. But thy will be done. I want somebody to throw your hands towards heaven. And turn that into a prayer. Don't let your unbelief cloud it. Don't let the fog wear you out right now. If you have to, lift your hand through the fog. Lift your hands and your voices up through the clouds. I want you to lift them up and try to associate in this moment with Christ. I don't want to endure this, but if it's your will... Somebody say, not my will, but thy will be done. I hope you know I love you because I'm about to preach the hardest part of this. Preached all morning 
and all evening to get here. There are some things you're just going to have to endure. There are some sicknesses you're just going to have to go through with grace. I, wish, I, I don't want this to be true. I don't want this to be the word. But sometimes we're going to pray and they're still going to die. Sometimes you're going to pray. And you're going to know you had to pray, but nevertheless, not my will, but thy will be done. And although you did not want to feel it, you will very closely feel the weight of that cross. Brother Massengale, for some things, there is no other way. For some of you, it was how you navigated sickness that gave us the strength when we came against it. For some of you, it was how you navigated through the loss of a loved one that let us know we could make it. We don't, we don't like to talk about what we consider unanswered prayers. <laughs> but what about when you pray and God says no? <laughs> Come on, I've been real all day. I'm trying to be real with you right now. Anybody in here besides me ever prayed and felt like God said no? I don't know. I don't understand that. I don't understand that, Brother Clark. I don't, I don't understand why there's been times I've watched people walk with cancer. How's it possible someone will walk to the, to the, to the, to the altar and pray and we seek God and we, and we... How's it possible for me to stand and preach their funeral? How's that possible? I don't get it. I don't understand it all. But I know this. Your ability to trust Him through the fog. Your ability. If he really loved me, he would take care of this. Aren't you glad that he loved you enough not to pray the cross out of his way? That is the most, that, that is the most mind-boggling part of the entire salvation story, Brother Drew, is that he could have prayed it away. With one audible sentence, with just one, He could change the course of history. He could have turned the midnight. He could have changed it all. He had to do, Brother Myers, speak the words. But He endured. This is the hard part. This is the hard part. Of pastoring right now. My, what I feel so impressed of the Lord is to tell some people, you've got to keep swimming through the fog. Whether you get your healing on this side or you get your healing on that side. Uh, I'm just going to preach it. That's all I know. I don't want to, I think I'm helping people. At least that's what I'm trying to do. What if He never puts us back together? You gotta love him anyway. 
and you got to serve him anyway. Yeah, but what if, I don't know if I'm ever going to get out. I can't seem to beat this. I can't keep, I can't seem to shake this. You got to serve him anyway. Here's what I know. He is good. That's it. He is good. He is good. He's good. He's good. Yeah, but the bills are... He's good. Yeah, but she's still gone. He's good. Yeah, but the doctor's report's not any better. I took him up for prayer. We had him anointed with oil. We prayed. I cried. I sobbed. I even interceded. Well, do you know what the Spirit was praying? The Spirit might have been praying for you to handle it. His ways are above our ways. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. And for some people in this room, I need to tell you that the thing that gives us joy is not it working out the way we think it should. But what gives us true joy is when we relinquish our understanding to Him and we trust that if we will acknowledge Him, that He will direct our paths. And the way He wants to work things out, we've got to learn how to say, Blessed be the name of the Lord. It'd be, if it'd be possible. But what's the problem? He gets up from that prayer and he walks out and the ones he asked to watch. <laughs> God help us that we are not slumbering when we should be praying. Before long, we're going to revive 24-hour prayer here at Calvary. We're trying to work out a way where we can have prayer going here 24 hours a day. I'm going to tell you what, I don't know any other answer. No. I wish I... I wish I had a better... I can't preach good enough. They can't sing good enough. You can't... But if we'll pray... And if we'll trust God, and if we'll put Him in the hands of God, this is going to sound like doom and gloom, and I don't mean it that way. i just got to be obedient to the Holy Ghost. Some of them we're going to bury anyway. But I want to bury them full of the Holy Ghost. I want to bury them baptized in Jesus' name. I want to bury them as believers that didn't let the fog destroy their belief. Come on, some of you got family members. Yeah, I want God to heal them. But if God doesn't heal their body, I want them to save their soul. Won't you stand with me? and pray he didn't even let them ask why lest ye enter into temptation the spirit the spirit truly is ready but the flesh the flesh is weak 
He went away. He prayed. He spake the same words. And when he... Do you hear that? you catch that? We never talk about that. He spake the same words. He prayed multiple times the same thing. If it be possible. But when he returned... He found them asleep again. Their eyes were heavy. Neither wished they what to answer him. He came the third time. Here's what he said. Go ahead and sleep on now. Take your rest. It's enough. The hours. The hours come, the Son of Man's betrayed into the hands of sinners. Rise up. Let us go. Lo, he that betrayeth me is at hand. Ladies and gentlemen, this is almost over. He is about to return. I need everybody in the room to hear me very clear. The Lord is returning for the church. Oh. God, let there be no resistance on that reality. The Lord is about to return for the church. Let us not be sleeping. When we should be praying. Yeah, but he hasn't met my need yet. Pray on. I've been coming, Pastor, for 10 years, and they still won't come with me to church. Be faithful. You didn't become faithful because of them. You became faithful because of Him. Yeah, but it's weighing on me. There's some, there's some unbelief. There's some struggle here. It's weighing on my mind. Know that you are not alone in those pockets of time. But if you'll break through into prayer and fasting, you can shake that heaviness. There's a lot of testimonies in here that would say, I was going through something. I went on a five-day fast. I went on a 10-day fast in prayer. I went on a... For some of you, that sounds overwhelming. But if what you're dealing with, if it drives you to desperation enough, I'm going to tell you right now, pushing the plate away would be better than losing your mind. Spending about, spending about an hour or two in prayer, getting into intercession every day would be a lot better cost than losing your marriage. I don't, I don't, know, what, I don't know what to do. Talk to him like he's a friend. A friend that sticks closer than a brother.